Hey there, Leah Ryan here. Welcome to episode 15 of the Authors Read Podcast. Today we have a returning author. Catherine Heaney is back to read from the second book of her Anne Andrian series, Destiny Reclaimed. Destiny Reclaimed is book two of the Anne Andrian series. It is a continuing fantasy tale with touches of romance throughout, a classic good versus evil, a grown-up fairy tale. Destiny Reclaimed takes place 20 years after the first book, Destiny Calls. It opens on Earth, where we find Laura and her best friend Mandy have been raising Laura's fraternal twins, David and Diana, who attain the age of 19 in this book. The twins have heard tales about a magical dimension called Anandria all their lives, and they have seen many paintings of this place that their mother, Laura, has created. They also believe their father, Veron, whom they have never met, is a military man who has been declared missing in action, when in reality he has been alive in Anandria, separated from Laura, and unaware that he has children. Through a celestial event, Laura and her two children are pulled into Anandria, but are dropped in different locations. Eventually, each twin deduces that the stories of Anandria were not fairy tales, but accounts of true events, when they discover they have unique magical powers of their own. Which means Lucifer, the Dark Lord, is real and remains a threat to their mother's life, for she is the only soul who can use her healing touch to transform Lucifer's slaves his gargoyles, back into their original human forms, thus keeping a balance between good and evil in the universe. In the excerpt I am about to read from Destiny Reclaimed, David has learned that Lucifer may have captured his sister Diana and enslaved her. And now, an excerpt from Destiny Reclaimed, Chapter 26. David swung viciously at a wooden dummy. He flailed away without pause, hacking off chunks with his deadly sword. You know, I could show you how to hit your mark with more efficiency and finesse, Morrigan commented as she walked up behind him. They were alone on the practice pitch, too early for anyone else to be present. Pink rays of dawn were cresting the horizon. David whacked the dummy even harder using two hands as he tried to cleave it in two. His sword bit and stuck there. No matter how hard David pulled or pried, the sword wasn't coming out. Impressive, Morgan quipped, while maintaining a stoic face. That fellow is definitely dead. With a cry of fury, David released his grip and spun about. Go away! Morgan crossed her arms over her chest and shook her head as he snarled. For Christ's sake, leave me alone! Not happening. She launched herself at him and saw his eyes widen in disbelief before he went flying over her shoulder. As the goddess of war, she caught on fast to any form of fighting, and she had been quietly observing David since the day she had met him. For three months, she had placed herself on the practice pitch whenever he was there, and she had attended all his instructional sessions with the younger people of Verasa. Aye, she had acquired a lot of new skills since she had met him. She felt herself flip over when David brought her with him. Hmm, a tricky move I have not yet seen. For a minute she lay in the dirt catching her breath. He leaned over, a glimmer of concern in his eyes. Her arm shot out and she rolled, taking him to the ground. But David kept them rolling until he eventually straddled her. His arm rose ready to strike. Morrigan closed her eyes and steeled herself to take the hit. He swore and pulled his bunch to the right where it smashed into the ground next to her head. She heard the thud, then another and another. 
When she opened her eyes, she saw a man lost in fear straddling her body while he pounded the ground next to her head over and over. David! Tears streamed down his cheeks and fell on her face, mixing with the dirt flying up from his fist. David! Her hand shot out and she winced at the loud crack her open palm made when it connected with his cheek. But it worked. He stopped pounding the earth and blinked down at her in stunned silence. Oh, David, she cried and wrapped him in her arms, rolling them over one more time. Now she straddled him and claimed his mouth in a desperate kiss. When he didn't respond, she broke contact, stared intently into his eyes and vowed, we will find her, we will bring her home. His arms came about her and relief flooded her body when he pulled her tight against his chest. A heartbreaking sob shook his body and he buried his face at the base of her neck. You have me, the war goddess, plus Manus, the high priest of the lunar temple, Varan, the protector, Laura, the healer, and the troops of Verisaw. All will follow you, David, until she is safe in your arms again. Morgan pulled back to run a tender finger down the side of his face. How can we not succeed? Tis time for us to convene with your father. We must put to use your innate abilities to strategize and lead in battle. Let me be your right hand and your father your left. A question shone in his eyes. She touched her forehead to his. You wonder why I say tis you should lead. He gave a slight nod against her forehead. Because you are Diana's twin. No one knows her more intimately than you. And if Lucifer has truly claimed her as his own, she will be a gargoyle devoted to the Dark Lord. But the way she processes her thoughts, assesses, and plans are hardwired into her. You know how she thinks, and you are the beloved one, leader of the troops of Verisa. Even seasoned warriors respect you and your fighting abilities. She grinned. Probably the only one who can truly best you on the battlefield is me. You, he croaked, very aware that their lips almost touched. Aye, me, she snorted softly. I have been wanting to pummel you into the ground for a while now. Her lips touched his, then swept away teasingly. Why? he asked, instantly fascinated by her contradictory behavior. She smiled again at the breathless quality of his one word. You have the temerity to ask me why, when you smile and flirt with all the gawking young women stalking your every move? She gave a soft punch to his shoulder and lowered her lips, brushing them back across his in the other direction. And you have not kissed me since the night we arrived in Verisa. Yet you drag me hither and yon across Anandria night after night with your arms wrapped around me when we sit upon our dragon. This time she bit his lower lip in mock punishment, then let it slide away between her teeth. She lifted her head to survey the damage. His face was flushed and he sputtered earnestly but your mom's oldest and dearest friend. You're double my age. Foolish man, she chided in a whisper as she kissed the tip of his nose. I am more your age than Laura's. My human life stood still while I was imprisoned within the gargoyle shell. She quirked an eyebrow at him. Your mother understands. We have talked. Morgan felt his hand slide around the back of her neck and tangle in her blonde curls. Insistent pressure brought her head down. She relaxed into him, accepted his passion when he kissed her. A mocking voice came from above. Hey, is that a new hold you are teaching Morgan? David let go and Morgan sprang to her feet, ready to attack. Elfair smirked at the rumpled couple. 
Actually, Elfair, Morgan said, clearing her throat, I was showing him a new move. She waved a hand at David as he laboriously climbed to his feet. And as you can see, I obviously got the better of him. Elfair stared silently. Twas obvious they had been rolling in the dirt, but from the hold David had had on Morgan and the glossy wet lips both sported, he was willing to believe Morgan had won the battle. Well done, Morgan. Tis about bloody time you took him down. He jerked a thumb over his shoulder at the castle. Veron, General Trimian, and Manus want you both in the council chambers. He ran a critical eye over their disheveled clothes. But I will stall them. Go clean up. With that, he spun on his heel and marched off the field. Morgan and David eyed each other and burst into laughter. God, we're a sight, David gasped as he held out his hand to Morgan. She slipped hers into his and asked, So, are we good? He smiled down at her. Yeah, you and me all the way, Morgan. I think I always knew it, but the weirdness of Aunt Andrea really got to me when I discovered who you were, uh, are. She leaned her head against his arm as they walked. I get that. I still find it hard to believe you are Laura's son. She laughed. Fate really screws with you sometimes. Yeah, you've got that right. He stopped and pulled her in for a hard, quick kiss. His whole body tensed. She was his destiny. A flicker of uncertainty and vulnerability crossed his features when he ended the kiss. What if she doesn't reciprocate my feelings? Ah, oh, hell, I'll never know unless I declare myself. You're it for me, Morgan. There is no other. I love you. His words were blunt, loud, and blurted out, but Morgan felt tears well in her eyes. About time the idiot realized I am his, and I am damned if I'm going to let tears spill over and ruin my war goddess image. She blinked rapidly, grasped his biceps, and gave him a good shake, staggering him as she replied, I love you too, David. Quickly she pulled away and walked ahead as she dashed an arm across her eyes. I cannot let other Anandrians see me in this state of emotional mush. Really, the war goddess brought to her knees. Even David will never know how close I came to collapsing in his arms emotionally drained and filled with relief. He loves me. She barked over her shoulder. Hurry up, handsome! They are awaiting us in the war chamber! Jeez, did I just use my amplified goddess voice? Damn, the man makes my adrenaline flow. That has to be a good thing, right? Well, it would be awful if he did not, she concluded. We will have to be careful when we finally come together in bed. My cries might bring the house down, right over the bed. Should I warn him? Nay, I have to keep some surprises in our relationship. She clapped a hand over her mouth. For God's sake, that was a giggle. More again? Oh, no. Just the way David said her name told her how baffled he was by her ludicrous behavior. Get it together, girl. A favorite saying she remembered Laura spouting when she had first arrived in Anandria 20 years ago. Very apt, though. I? She glanced back over her shoulder. He stood staring at her, his brow raised in question. Well, are you coming? She held out a hand. Or is it up to me to see to your sister's rescue? He stared at her a tad longer, running his eyes over her. A lovely tingle shot through her belly. Well, she asked again. He stepped forward and slid his hand into hers. Together. Always together, Morgan. Understand? A silly grin split her face, and she squeezed his hand. Of course, I expect nothing less. I'd like to thank Catherine for sharing her book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Authors Read Podcast. 
Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.